share with you. I've been asking God all week long uh, uh, what to share. What does he want to say to us as a body, as a people? Because it's very important to me. I told you before, every time I'm here, I don't take this uh, for granted uh, because I know who God is. See, when you understand and the more you you come to know God, uh, you take his word seriously. Amen? And especially when you understand uh, the power in his word. And I begin, uh, you know, trusting God. I've been, I've been doing some praying and fasting uh, because it's just that important to me. I just don't want to 
to talk to you. I want God to speak to our hearts. And I told you, when I stand to preach, uh, uh, God preaches to me before I even open my mouth. And and I just uh, fill my heart with his word and all that he wants to do. And actually, he he, he dropped this in my heart on Monday, home by myself, you know, just, just enjoying the presence of God. Not that I don't enjoy the wife and kids. You know, but, but sometimes when I'm home alone, I, I get to lock up and I just worship God. Sitting there just filling my mind with his presence. And uh, something was dropped in my spirit, and that is on praise and worship. I began sitting there and I, I'm just looking at different ones, and lo and behold, I, I, I turned on. Uh, I like to watch great men, so I was listening. Uh, to Pastor Copeland, talking about different things. And then right at the beginning, he just said something out of the ordinary. He said he was talking to uh, 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 Pastor uh, Benny Hinn, and he heard him say something. He was worshiping God, spending time, and as he got up to leave, he felt like a soft touch, as almost from the Holy Spirit. And he said, stay a while longer. At that time, the Spirit of God began to minister. He says, my word is filled with so many things that I've done for you. From cover to cover, it is loaded of us seeing God in such a mighty way. But he began to speak. He said, if you look throughout, there's, there's not a whole lot that I've been Showing where, where, where it touches me. But he says, worship and praise, that blesses me. And I just right there begin to ask God, God, show me what it is you want us to get from this thing about praise and worship. This thing that blesses God. Amen? We're talking about the thing that melts his heart. One of the scriptures in the Old Testament, he says, he inhabits the praises of his people. Meaning, he lives in the praises of his people. I asked God, I said, Father God, we know all that's going on, Father, but I, I, listen. I said, God, all I want to do is what you've called me to do. Nothing else matters to me, and I really mean that. And he said, I want you to tell my people how to bless me. Because oftentimes we're concerned about how God blesses us. But I'm telling you, if you would ever understand what blesses God, you will never have to worry about him blessing you. And I started off, I wrote the title down, The Power of Praise and Worship. But then two days ago, still... Praying and asking God, he dropped this word on my heart. He says, I know it's powerful, but I need you and I need this body to understand. And he says, not just the power, but the mandate on praise and worship. What is a mandate? It is necessary. It's something that has been given specific instructions. And I want to show you what praise and worship 
really means. This morning, I had a chance, I just stood back there because um, I told you before, as being a, a praise and worship person, as being a musician, I like to sit back sometimes and listen. And to observe because God does it every Sunday. Every Sunday he sits back and he listens for what is coming forth from us. Now I'm going to ask you this morning, and you need to answer this to yourself. And I need you to be brutally honest. Did you praise and worship God this morning? This is something we need to answer every time we come into the presence of God. Did we praise and worship God? The next time you go and ask him for something, you ask yourself that question. Is my life a life that consistently demonstrates praise and worship unto God? I trust after this morning that you will have a very clear understanding of what praise and worship is. Amen? Because oftentimes, I think a lot of times, we just don't understand. That's why I keep going back to that scripture, Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I thought about that this week. Why is it so important? Knowledge is so important. Because knowledge is tied on to faith. It brings you into understanding what you're doing. Amen? Amen? Yeah. I'm a person all about understanding, folks. God delivered me years ago for just doing stuff just because a Christian is supposed to do it. Amen? I don't attend church because it's what a Christian is supposed to do. I don't praise God because it's what a Christian is supposed to do. I praise God because I understand who he is and I know who I am. And until you get to that point, you will never experience this great thing. So even before I start preaching this morning... I am putting this out there to you folks. Take your praise and worship to another level. Amen. You could never, you could never fully understand who God is and who you are until you understand praise and worship. And when you do, it will bring you to a different level of praise and worship. Now, first scripture I want us to look at Exodus 34, 14. And I'm going to go through this pretty quickly to allow time afterwards. For thou shalt worship no other God. Now, this was God himself speaking to the children of Israel. The first group of people that he says, I'm making you mine. Now, not the only ones. The first. Now, that invitation has been open to all of us. We are now his chosen people. A royal priesthood, a chosen nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, here's what God says. He says, for thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is, is jealous, is a jealous God. This was God speaking. He started off by telling them, in this relationship, I need you to understand that not only am I jealous, but my name is jealous. Amen. Now, I started thinking about this. You don't get jealous over somebody you don't care about. 
You don't get jealous over somebody you hate. It takes love to make you jealous. It, hallelujah. It takes something that you care about to be jealous. God says, look, I created you just for me. You understand that everything else on this earth was created for us? God says, I've created all this for you, but I created you for me. He says, you're the apple of my eye. He says, I am deeply in love with you. And he started off by telling them, I am jealous. Don't go after any other God because I am jealous. When you look at that word jealous, it's the same word that used between uh, uh, when a husband or a wife cheat on the other one. The feeling that comes from that, the Greek word, all ties in together. God says, that is how deeply I am in love with you. Amen? Amen. So now, let's go to the next verse. Uh, uh, John chapter 14, verse 23. Now, we're talking about praise and worship. And I think it would be, uh, it was very important that we tie them together. Because I visited many churches, and some were uh, 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 kind of uneven. Some churches I visited, they loved the praising part. They would sing you happy. But then when it comes to the worship, they're very, very lacking. And then I visited other churches, and all they want to do is just... And nobody wants to praise them. But I want to show you it, they're equally important. That when you understand it, it should change the face of worship in this place. Why? Because after the day, you could no longer stand and say, well, I didn't know it. You're getting ready to find out. Amen? The Bible says, to whom much is given of the same, much is required. Amen? You've been getting fed the word of God. Don't think God takes that lightly. He will stand and say, you've been coming here for the past few Sundays. You've heard my word. Now, what are you bringing to me in return? Amen? Now, we looked at the Old Testament, Jesus talking. I mean, God talking. Now, here is Jesus, who is God in the flesh. He says, Jesus answered, he was talking to the Samaritan woman, right? The woman at the well. He said to her, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will come unto him and make our... I'm sorry. I said John, John 4, 23. I said, look, uh, quite the thing. John 4. There it is. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in how? In spirit and in truth. Now let us pause there just for a quick moment. Spirit and in truth. Spirit speaks to the real Jew. Oftentimes, what we see is a facade. Many of us, when you meet someone, you meet their representative. You know, you put on your best face, your best look, your best smile, your best whatever. Jesus was saying, I'm talking about the real you. Spiritual you. And he says, the Father is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth meaning, whatever the word of God is, is truth. 
He says, the truth about me is who my word says I am. Now, he didn't just stop there. He says, the Father seeketh such to worship him. Do you understand what that word means? Seeketh? Not the Father is casually interested in those who want to sing a song or two. Not the Father simply likes it, and you praise him and thank him. He says, seeketh. When was the last time you really searched for something? You have had something so important that you lost it and you tore the house upside down trying to find it? That is what God does every single day looking for you and you and you and me to worship him. Now, if you don't think that's important, you need to think again. Right? So he says he is looking for those kind of people to worship him. Now, you're wondering, Brother Dexter, now, this whole thing about worship. I understand. God loves it. He desires it so greatly. But I want now to show you the mandate on there. God loves it. What has he attached to this thing that he loves so much? Think about yourself. There's some things that you absolutely love, right? When that happens to you, it brings about certain things. Amen? There's some people that when they're depressed, they want comfort food, ice cream, chocolate, whatever. When you get that, it does something to you. Right? There's some people music, like me, a musical being. Certain songs, when you hear it, a certain kind of music, it does something to you. Some makes you want to jump and dance and some wants. Speaking of music, I got to put this plug in there. Last night, for those of you who had a chance to make it to Lake City for Ignite, it was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. We had a wonderful time in the presence of God. Amen? Thank you so much, Wes and uh, Sierra, for coming together. I mean, musicians from all over, just worship God. Come together just to praise and worship God. They didn't know I was speaking about this this morning. Amen? So now, getting back to this. So we see uh, when certain things happen, it produces responses, right? Amen. Whose laws is that? Uh, is it Newton? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Now, the Holy Spirit began to tell me about this mandate on praise and worship. What does this thing cause to happen? What it drags, what it pulls up, what it touches. Let us go to the Old Testament now, our last set of scripture reading. Second Chronicles, we're going to start at verse 20. And we can go all the way. Uh, chapter 20, Second Chronicles chapter 20, and we're going to start at verse 14. You've got it? Say amen. Now before we read this, I want to give you the backdrop. The children of Israel, they were at a point, right? They left Egypt, came through the desert, ran into a couple of folks. A lot of them, God says, go through them, destroy them, fight them, beat them down. There were three groups in particular. The children of Ammon, 
the Moabites and the children of Moab and those of Mount Seir. When they got to this group or these group of people, God told them, you know what? I don't want you to mess with these folks. Go around. Leave them alone. Here it is now, years after, these three people, these three groups of people came together and says, you know what? We want to come and annihilate you. The same people that God told them, leave them alone. Don't bother them. And they came and they sieged the Israeli army or, or the camp. And their plan was to destroy them. Now, the whole Israeli camp was in an uproar. Everybody crying and carrying on. Parents, little children, you know, because we're not talking about these folks that want to come and just look at you mean. They came to destroy the camp. They wanted to kill everybody. So now while everybody was crying and carrying on, oh, God, these folks want to kill us. Some people say, God, you even told us to leave them alone. Now here they are. Watch what happened. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of, okay, all a lot of sons, a Levite of the sons of Asaph came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. I want you to understand one thing there. This is God coming now. The spirit of God comes upon this one guy. Let's read on. And he said, God said through him, Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but it's God. Mm. I don't know who is for this morning. Sometimes God is going to call you to fight, but other times he's going to say, Look, step aside, my child. I got this. I see all those who are coming up against you, but step aside. I got it. Amen. So God told them, you see, in God's infinite wisdom, he knew these folks were coming again. And he says, you know something? Maybe the reason I told you to leave them alone, just so that I can show you how much I love you. How many times we find ourselves in difficult situations and we get caught up in crying about the situation, not understanding maybe, just maybe, God allowed that just so he could show you how much he loves you. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears heard. It's not even entering to your heart. All the good things I want to do for you. I noticed that for somebody here this morning, Somebody here this morning is going through such a time. Your back is against the wall. And the devil is trying to tell you God is trying to pressure you. God is trying to break you. No! How about God loves you so much that he just wants an opportunity to step in again and says, I told you I love you. I told you I got your back. So now, he spoke to them. Let's go to the next verse. He said, tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Let's read on. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. I wanted to highlight that. 
Because I've heard preachers preach before. Oh, God, you don't ever have to fight. Nope. He said, this battle. Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Lay hold. Work out your own salvation. Sometimes you're going to have to roll your sleeve up with God and bust the enemy up. Amen. So it's just in this battle, this one. He says, set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem. There's that word I preached on way back. Fear not. Fear not. Sometimes you're going to have to tell yourself, I cannot afford to be afraid. Do you understand? When things come up in your life that presses you to be afraid, you have to look yourself in the mirror. Look that old filthy devil in the eye and say, listen, Satan, I am making an executive decision. I can no longer afford to be afraid. I've got too much riding on what God has in my life to be afraid of you. Though you go around like a roaring lion, don't you understand? I have the lion of the tribe of Judah. You may be a lion, but I've got the lion. And when he fights on my behalf, no one can stand against a child of God. Hallelujah. 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 Now watch this. He says, don't be fearful nor be dismayed. Meaning, don't be discouraged. Stop spending your time sitting around being discouraged. It's a bum deal. It's a waster of time. Amen. Put it away from you. He says, tomorrow, God against them, for the Lord will be with you. Now, so God spoke, right? Here he is in the midst of all the confusion. Everybody's crying and carrying on. God comes in and he speaks. He says, here's what I want you guys to do. Don't be afraid. Don't be disheartened. Don't be dismayed. Go on out there, for I will be with you. Right? Okay, next verse. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Worshipping the Lord. Worshipping the Lord. Let's read on. I'm going to come back to that and show you what else. And the Levites of the children of Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. How did they stand up? It's right there. You could read it. With a loud voice. Now, I know I've said this before. You may be thinking, well, Brother Dexter, you know, I'm a quiet person. I don't like to, all this praising God out loud. It's just not who I am. You know, a while back, and many of you might have heard this before. My wife would tell you, and my, and my, my, my kids, I love National Geographic. I love Animal Channel. Sometimes <laughs> my wife will come in after me and turn the TV on me like, doggone, you watching Animal Channel again? I love to see nature. But I was looking at an episode, and it was talking about the lion. They say a lion's roar 
on a clear day could be heard miles and miles and miles away. Not only that, one of the most potent weapons a lion has is his roar. Now, you, you, you figure, where, where are you going with this, Brother Dexter? Now, we have the lion of the tribe of Judah living inside of us, right? Amen. Right? Amen. Now, a while back I spoke, and when David ran up against Goliath, what happened? Everybody in the camp was doing what? Everybody crying and carrying on. Look at this giant, he's so big. Look at his muscles. Look at his spear. Oh, my God. Everybody crying. David walks right in the midst. His conversation is different from everybody else. He starts talking about, don't you know who God is? The same God that this A, B, C, D for me. This filthy giant can't stand against him. He put his word out there. Look, champions are not just champions in how they act, but they're champions in how they speak. God says, it is time. I am looking for a people who just not only worship me by sitting quiet, but stand up and proclaim, I am a child of God. Put him out there. Amen. Listen, there's a time to be quiet. There's a time to be solemn. But when it comes to worship, when you worship, what you're saying to the devil is, devil, I have the reason to talk loud. I need you to hear me and hear me clearly. There's no fear here. Why? Because God lives inside of me. Now, let us go to the next verse. This get even more exciting. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, ye shall be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Next verse. Hallelujah. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers. Did we do some singing this morning? Praise Steve. I hope you guys are looking at this. I hope it changed how we do and what we do and everything. He says, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Next verse. Hallelujah. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, and when they began to sing and to praise, karma, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Last verse. Come on, let's go to the next verse. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Now, why is this so powerful? I began asking God, okay, so they sing and they praise and they worship God. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, I want you to observe something here. They began singing, worshiping, and praising me before anything physically ever happened. Now, I've read this many, many times in my life. And the Spirit of God began to speak. He says, you understand what I just said to you? They went out there and worshipped me with everything they had before they even saw a single thing. He says, I need you to tell my people. 
He says, I need you to understand this. Sometimes in life, too often, we wait until we start seeing stuff to begin to worship God. That is not faith. See, here is how faith works. When you begin to worship God, it says, God, I trust you. When you begin to trust you, it shows that you now have faith in God and saying, God, I don't have to see a single thing with my natural eyes. Why? Because I don't operate in the natural anyway. I don't walk by what I see. I don't walk by what I hear. But I walk by the voice of God that brings me faith. When faith comes, faith now activates the circumstances. Here's what he told me also. He says, when worship brings trust, trust brings faith, let it activate. He says, the natural must give way to the supernatural. <laughs> Listen, folks, you've got to get this inside of you. God began to deal with me. He says, Dex, yes, you've been praise and worship leader for years. You've been all this. But he says, I'm giving. Listen, months ago I told you guys. The Spirit of God came to me and he told me, for the rest of your life, I want you to home in on this. That you can get something powerful from me every single day. If you live to be a thousand years, I'm prepared to give you something new every single day. And if you die at a thousand, I'll still have more to share with you. And he says, you have got to understand. In this life, we live in a natural body. But he says, when you understand praise and worship, he says, your life should be this. That every single day, every problem you encounter, the natural should bow down to the supernatural. The physical should bow down to the spiritual. Why? Because all your blessings are in the spirit. All of God, what he wants to do for you is in the supernatural. And until you get to the point where you can worship God, you will never see the supernatural taking hold of the natural and slinging it to the side and says, here is what I made for you. You're sick. I have given you healing. You're depressed. I have given you the joy of gladness. You feel like you were poor. I became poor so that you can become rich. You are feeling depressed. I have given you joy. And when you begin to live your life like that, I assure you, folks, this is not just good preaching. This is a fact. This is the truth of God's word. It has to happen. Listen, there's so much I can tell you. My, God has started something a while back between my wife and I on, on this whole trek. That if, if I were to tell you some things, you would be amazed. And it becomes more and more exciting. I am learning day by day to trust God blindly. Well, you know what? Not really blindly, but seeingly. Why? Because everything is in his word. I've come to the point in my life where I say, God, I don't care what comes, what goes. I don't care if it's rainy, sunny. I don't care if it's sleeting and snowing. I don't care what the world looks like. I don't care what the economy looks like. I don't care what the doctors say, lawyers say, the president say, the cabinet says. I don't care about any of it. All I care about is what your word says. And I will govern my life according to the word of God. Stand with me. Let's give God some praise. That's all I wanted to give you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just for one minute, all over this place. We looked at it this morning. Let us just worship God. 
Open your mouth, say something to him. Speak it, declare it into the atmosphere. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. I worship you. I worship you, God. We worship you, O oh God, because we know there's so much that you are shifting in the atmosphere. There's such a shifting in the atmosphere. And we're not waiting until we see with our natural eyes. We are praising you right now. Because our faith tells us it is done. It is done. It is done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last Sunday we prayed for the elders and the, the deacons and those in the selection committee. But you know what the Holy Spirit told me this morning? That we need to pray for each other. They've done their part. Amen. They've done what God has told them to do right now. It's up to you. So what we're going to do this morning, I want you to grab the hand of someone beside you. Link up across this place. We looked at that a couple of Sundays ago about the power of agreement. Coming into agreement with God. All I want, all we want is the will of God. Hallelujah. You've got somebody's hand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. So now here's what I want us to do. I want you just to begin thanking God for his goodness. Amen. Thank God for his goodness and tell him thank you for wisdom and direction. Come on, lift your voices. Lift your voices all over this place. Father, we worship you. We worship you, my Lord. My God, we worship you. Our King. Our everything, we worship you. We bless you, oh God, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We bless you for what you've done, what you want to do, what you will do. I ask now for your spirit, wisdom, discernment, guidance, oh God. For our heart's desire is not our will, but your will, and only your will be done. We don't want the second best, we want the best, which is your will. So give every person in, every single person. Give us, give us wisdom, direction, understanding. And we bless your mighty name. Amen. Now lift your hands and tell him thank you. Come on, thank him, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and thank him. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Gospel temple. God loves you.